Hi, this is Bill from Bill's JRPG Adventures and other trappings podcast. Hey everyone, it's your co-host Ben from the Hyrule Podcasters. So, this is Frost from the Discord. I am Jay, and you can find me right here on the Super Switch Club podcast. Hey everybody, this is Scott from the podcast RPG After Years and also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the underscore Scott underscore spot. Hello friends, this is Troidal Power. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Today is finally the day. We are taking on the Great Palace. Coming at you today to talk about the Great Palace, the final chapter in The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. And this is the final submission for The Zelda 2 Project, The Adventure of Podcasters. This is the Grand Palace. With some thoughts on the final dungeon of The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link or Link's Adventure, I still don't know what it's called. And this is my tale of completing Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Oh yeah! We have reached the final episode, everybody. I think I did a final countdown joke last time, so I'm not going to repeat it this time. But yes, this is it. We are at the very balls end of Zelda 2. We are going to go balls deep into the worst dungeon ever known to man. Uh, Not because it's badly laid out. Not because it's badly designed. Not because it's a horrible thing to try and navigate your way through. But there are things that lurk within the Grand Palace. Things haunt your dreams. They will scour your nightmares and make you into a quivering wreck. Anyway, (laughs) let's find out how the guys got on, shall we? Did anyone survive the hell of the Grand Palace of Zelda 2? The Adventure of Link. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Before I dive into the Grand Palace, I just wanted to say a couple things. Now, we all heard from our friend Frost at the end of last episode, and I just wanted to do a quick check-in with him. I may have been a little harsh last time, in my opinion, so what I decided to do was uh, load up my save from the Great Palace and um, cast myself uh, into the fires of, uh, of Death, Death Valley. Uh, I'm standing in front of Zelda again, and so here we are. We're going to do this whole thing. Uh, no save states. Hey, Frost, buddy. There's only two reasons I can think of that someone would say that they've beaten Zelda 2 half a dozen times or whatever. The first would be in order to prove mental unwellness to get out of like a military draft, and the second is a cry for help. All right, so starting out, it's once again been so long since we played the last section that I have no idea what I'm doing. So we exit uh, Palace 6, and luckily I'm one of the smart people using a guide for this game, because, you know, there's so many goddammit moments in this game. 
I just want to let you know that I'm here for you. I know I'm younger than most of our compatriots for this podcast and that I was blessed to be born in a time where there were more than two good video games. But come on, man, you didn't have a copy of Mario 3 you could play instead? All right, so here we are. We're in front of Zelda and we are marching our way to the Great Palace. Now, I haven't done this in about five months and uh, I have no map. Let's probably look at a map. Um, okay, I'm lost. Uh, this could take a while. Um, check back with me in a little bit. As for the difficulty of the Grand Palace, I was already shattered last week, mentally destroyed. The lead-up to Palace 6 broke me, but in doing so, it put a target on the pieces of my id that I needed to part ways with. And like a broken bone, I have come back stronger, my soul repaired with gold like an ethereal piece of Kintsugi pottery. Nothing will stop me from beating Zelda 2 today. Spiritually and psychologically, I have already defeated the Grand Palace. The only thing I have left to do is to actually press the buttons. So we start out, and you're probably thinking to yourself, what does the cross do? I picked up the cross in the Hidden Palace. I have no idea what it could do. Well, you find out because when you finally walk into Old Kasutu, which was the village that you may have gone into when you first discovered the southern continent, you probably thought, oh, this is where I need to go. Of course, you would have been wrong because as soon as you got in there, you would have just gotten hit over and over and over and over again. Well, once you have the cross, you're now able to see the purple moas that are flying around everywhere. And I do have to say, even once I was able to see them, I still struggled to not get hit a whole bunch. Uh, and I head over to Old Kasudo, which I explored before uh, last time, kind of, but then I immediately got repelled by some kind of invisible enemy. So I was wondering what was up with that. But apparently the cross that we got in Palace 6 actually lets you see those crazy uh, flying eyeballs who are going to be a pain in my side this entire <laughs> section. Now that we have placed our sixth and final crystal, the Great Palace is open. We picked up the cross so we can now see the invisible enemies that were beating us up in Old Kasudo. It's time to go back there and get our last spell. And then of course there's not an old lady to fill up your magic or a young lady to fill up your health here in the village. So you're really kind of SOL. You just got to get in, hope you find the old man. He gives you the most powerful magic. He's also, I think, the only old man that doesn't have somebody living above him, which is an interesting uh, spot to be in. So he's just like chilling here in this old place. Also, I had the thought while I was going over to Old Casudo, you got to cross um, those bridges with the skeleton fish that fly up at you. Uh, Mario cheap cheap style. And... I was thinking while I was doing this bridge, these bridges never really do get easier, do they? You, you, you just take the hits and you try not to fall on the pits. But that's, uh, <laughs> I hate the bridges. I head back to Old Casuto, head down the steps to the old man, and once again he tells me, come back when I'm ready. <laughs> what do you mean, once I'm ready? I've done everything except get this spell and beat the final palace. So you end up getting Thunder, um, which you notice that if you try using it, it's going to take up pretty much all, uh, almost uh, more than half of your magic, which means you only get to use it once. Um, so we will have to figure out what we are going to do there later. 
So you get to El Casudo, and the very first thing that uh, happens is you can go, you can see the flying ghost things, which are called MOAs, apparently. And if you go in the very first house, uh, there's the last sage of the game is in the basement here. And he teaches you the thunder spell, which in uh, retrospect, I think I only used once, and it's the required instance. Okay, so... Now that we have the uh, cool magnifying glass, I don't remember what item we got, but we can see the invisible monster that was attacking us, and that gets us a new spell. That's, that's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. We'll need that when we get to the final boss. Even though the guide said there's nothing else to do in Old Casudo, I wanted to see and explore for myself. So I went around through Old Casudo, and I don't know why, I should have just trusted the guide. Absolutely nothing to see in the entire town. It's a ghost town, literally. I'd assumed it was either finishing all six palaces or getting the cross that would unlock this, and now I don't have any kind of clue. I'm stuck on it a while. Google isn't turning up anything. I end up asking some of the other players on this podcast and our Discord, and it turns out that you need all four magic containers. I apparently only have three, but have no clue what one I missed. Um, but in the process, I did die here just trying to fend off the MOAs. I had very little health. Uh, but that's okay, because when I came back, uh, you can just, you know, go and get the spell again and leave. Put a pin in this. This is going to be important later. I have to consult a guide, and it turns out there was an old lady I needed to talk to in New Casudo. I backtrack to New Casudo, get the final magic container, and then back to the old Casudo to get the thunder spell. I'm shaking at the name! Thunder! <laughs> thunder! I can now go forth and brave Death Valley to reach the Great Palace. Heading into Death Valley, and before we even get to the lava, uh, swamp, wasteland, whatever that terrain's supposed to be, we have to pass by one more of those big walls with lizards hurling stones at us. Only this time they are joined by those annoying flying eyeballs that up until recently were invisible. So there are two distinct sections that make up Death Valley. Uh, what I'll call the fence sections and the platforming sections. The fed sections are long, flat stretches where lizard men pop up behind what looks to be a fence, but I think it's actually like the, the embankments or ledges of the valley, and toss rocks or flaming boulders or something at you. Now, one thing, if you're playing this on the non-Japanese version of the game, when I, and, and that was my case when uh, Patrick and I your other co-host played it. What we noticed, what you um, the the brown stuff that you're walking over, that's actually all lava. These sections aren't too bad uh, unless you didn't get the cross uh, in the sixth palace because there are uh, invisible floating eyeballs and it'll just make it really difficult if you don't have the cross. But it can be done. We have to go through. Uh, well, it's not Death Mountain, but it should be called Death Mountain because we have to go through a route full of monsters. That's impossible this is impossible i don't know how anybody ever beat this game without using save states and a rewind feature before the real challenge though are the platforming sections um you have to navigate basically caves with lava pits 
and make fairly precise jumps with an assortment of enemies, including the red floating eyes that can only be destroyed by fire. Um, and so uh, here we are in Death Valley. Okay, now that we have the cross, we can see the invisible guys that are in the graveyard and the little area past the graveyard, uh, but it doesn't make them any easier to hit because they fly around very weird. And I got knocked into lava. Okay, good start. Oh god, I fell into lava already. Okay, game over number one already. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So at this point, I'm feeling pretty confident. I've navigated my way through most things. Dark nuts aren't causing me a problem. I just took out three blue nuts on horses. <laughs> Come on. I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty pleased, you know, and I've got this brand new thunder spell which seems to do a lot of damage to things. I'm probably never gonna use it because it uses up way too much MP. But I'm gonna go and venture off into the Grand Palace. But first, I have to navigate something. I have to navigate the pits of lava leading up to the Grand Palace, otherwise known as Death Valley. Dun dun dun! I, I have to do that sound effect with my voice because it's copyrighted. Oh my god, this walk back is so long. I wonder how many times I'm gonna have to do this. These floating eyeballs do so much damage. Oh my god. Oh god, these guys fly so erratically. I, I game over again already. I got knocked into lava like three times in 15 seconds. Okay, I think my strategy of trying to run past literally everything just does not work here because these guys are the worst. They must, they must be destroyed. These jumps are so hard too, just to just to get over the lava. Okay, I don't think they respawn. Oh, I got knocked in the lava again. Game over number three already. I haven't made it anywhere. So with that, we really get to make our way through the Valley of Death. So first thing we have to do is jump over the lava pit. Then we have to fight the oh, son of a... Okay, we're good, we're good. Everything's fine. Okay, now we just have to make a jump with an eyeball guy here and not get knocked in the lava. I know he's gonna knock me in the lava. Oh god, I need the fire spell to kill the red ones. Nope, and I'm dead. <sighs> four links. We have four links. And the boots that you got earlier that let you walk on the water also let you walk on the lava. So that's actually what you're walking over as you trounce through the Valley of Death. You cross another bridge, you cross two bridges, actually, and then you go to like the final area of the overall we haven't been to yet. It's through like this graveyard. And it's, uh, it's called the Valley of, I'm not sure if it's the Valley of Death or Death Valley, but it's one of the two. Oh, 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 oh Death Valley. I mean, I'd, I'd heard things, you know? I'd heard things about Death Mountain, so I, I dedicated an episode to Death Mountain because it was maze-like. There was lots of things to do. It was a bit like a mini palace that was kind of just split out onto the world map. And then some people said, as we'd gone on, like, why did you do a Death Mountain one? Why didn't you do one about Death Valley? And you think to yourself, oh, shit, what? <laughs> okay, I think... I think I figured it out. Even for the random encounters, you just have to kill everything before you try and make a jump. I game over it again. I can't make this last jump over a pit of lava. It's like a pixel too wide. 
Well, I guess that's what the jump spell is for instead of using the fucking heal spell. Oh, wow. I'm just getting both sides, and I'm dead. Yep, knocked into the lava again. Three links! We have three links. Okay. The random encounters here and the few forced encounters combine large quantities of the flying eyeballs with lava pits. I take a few cheap deaths on my way through, getting knocked into the pits. Um, you can get through there. You have some Lizalfos traps. Remember the walls from the last section where the Lizalfos are throwing, um, throwing the rocks at you with almost expert, you know, Hawkeye mark marksmanship. Uh, there's another one of those, but this time there's Moas flying around in the middle of all that, and so it's like even worse. It's it's terrible. <laughs> I hated it. Fortunately, I make it to the Great Palace on my last life. Oh, and yes, this this is a nightmare of encounters. Just a nightmare. Every encounter is basically a platforming session where if you fall off, you're going to fall into lava. And every single one has flying enemies. that are just those big eyeball things just floating around trying to knock you once, knock you back into the pit. And it is a bastard thing to navigate. Okay, I've made it to a cave. Okay, this cave was a thousand times easier than any of their random encounters so far. There aren't a whole lot of secrets as we make our way up. Um, the only thing that you can find is a red potion to fill up your magic and a pea bag. But if you still need XP at this point, you're gonna have a bad time. Okay, I, f I found a good way to deal with the eyeball guys. Uh, there are some forced encounter tiles where there are like little... Uh, I don't know how to describe like little short hallways you have to walk through. Uh, and you can bait the eyeball guys into them. And then if you do a jump stab or a down stab when they are like a couple pixels above you, even though they are in the wall, they still take damage. And oh, I thought I died, but I didn't. There we go. And I died. So we're down to two. Two links. We have two links to pull this off. That's fine. It's been done with less. Okay, I have entered a second cave. There's a lizard throwing a mace at me and he's absolutely destroying me there's a potion some pee bags through here and i was like I'm, i'll be honest through this entire section i was save state scumming the hell out of the game just like constantly it was the only way i could get through honestly uh, if it wasn't for save states i would never be able to beat this game never ever ever i don't know how i don't know if anybody out there in the group is not using save states if so kudos but damn i mean the red guys are just awful and then there are three, there are three engagement fights and two caves that you have to go through where you're basically in a cave where there's other enemies in there that you have to try and get through. They're all the same. They didn't get imaginative with it and make them different. They're all basically the same. You have to go up, down, round, round. But it's very difficult to navigate it. And it's a pain in the watsits. A huge pain in the watsits. Your watsits are gonna go yellow, cheesy and fall off. It is so painful. Uh, I think I should have gone to ferry earlier. We're just going to ferry through this part here. This is not the best. Um, this platforming is just ridiculous. Okay, yep, there we go. Should have used the ferry a long time ago. So you go through Death Valley. There's not a whole lot to say about it. Um, there's, the, there's like these little lava cave sections where you have to jump over the lava, and you can barely make the jumps if you don't use the jump spell. 
I came, became really fond of using the downward thrust on the Moas as they flew under me to get rid of them, because otherwise you'd just get knocked every, knocked around like a ragdoll. Um, and then there's also Los Alphos that you have to fight, which are, uh, it's been so long since last time, I didn't remember how to kill them easily, uh, which turns out you just stab as fast as you can. <laughs> it's the strategy for the Los Alphos. Oh, I'm longing for the fences now. That's how bad this is. Jeez. All right, we're going to ferry again. We're just I'm just ferrying through this whole thing. Um, but yeah, there's like three trap areas and three caves or something like that you got to go through. It's honestly a pain in the neck. Yep, it's going to take damage. It's fine. Just keep it's ferrying through. Just ferry on by. Am I going to get hit here? Yep. Gonna get the, yep. That's fine. Go, my nimble fairy. Go up. Ah, eyeballs. Okay, we're good. We're good. I twice, twice got game overs trying to get to the first cave. Twice. Traversing through the valley is very difficult. You are going to want all of your lives, certainly. There are Moas, there are Lizalfoses that are going to be throwing things at you. There's also a cave system that you can very easily get lost in. Okay, keep moving. Can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Oh, I gotta heal. Gotta heal. Uh, mace guy, jump. Ugh. Is this entertaining? I've got, I think, five lives at this point. So that's five times where I was able to go from Princess Zelda sleeping at the beginning of the game, walk across, get the raft across to the second continent, head down south past us, hit, my, hit that spider with my bong water, go through the couple of scripted fights to get me down through the cave area into the, get me down towards the, um, get me down towards the graveyard where I can then enter the lava pit, you know, and I can get there pretty easily with minimal health damage, and then I have to go back through. And twice I got game overs. At this point, it's just like, I just want to finish the game. That's all I want to do. This game has to be done. <laughs> We're through. Are we through? We made it. Okay. So, doing that without fairy is stupid. That's all I have to say about that. What we ended up doing was dying over and over and over again. And just trying desperately to make our way through the whole thing. We definitely abused save states uh, and the rewind function. So I start save scumming. I save scum more than I've ever saved scum in my freaking life. And you know what? It wasn't even good save scumming. I wasn't like trying to get through it perfectly. It's just like every time I got through an encounter, I would save my state and then move on, save my state. Sometimes thinking, okay, at this point, on this save state, I've got so low health, I'll just take the death, save my state again, yeah, once I get through. And I eventually make it to the Grand Palace with, on my last remaining life. So even, even save scumming my way through the Valley of Death, I still only arrived with one life remaining. It's just completely impossible. Um, I hated this section. Even using those resources to be able to manipulate time, it was a pain in the ass. There's way too many monsters, they're too powerful, it's just... This game is poorly designed. We also found that there were just some spots where even just making the jumps was incredibly difficult. Um, I don't know if anybody else felt that, but some of those cavern jumps were really 
close to make without casting jump. And of course we were trying to save our magic so we could use it on enemies. It's a real gauntlet to get through this entire piece uh, without dying is, is what we found. Standing outside the Grand Palace with my one single life, my tiny little sword in my hand, my stupid boots on the other, and my bong water that I've emptied out onto the spider. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get through this shit with one life? Now, back time, people. Originally, when they made this game for the Super Famicom, it was going to be on two floppy disks. Oh, yes! They couldn't get hard in Japan. They had to have the floppy disks. So... Thankfully, if you get a game over in the Great Palace, you start back at the start of the palace and not Sleeping Zelda. After my initial game over, I save and I call it a night. The floppy disk basically had most of the game on the first disk and then had pretty much just like the last bit, the Grand Palace on the second disk. And that's why, even in the main game, if you die in any of the palaces, like get a game over, you go back to Zelda. Now, the ROM hack, which I used, and I've been, I didn't just use this, this ROM hack as well, the Zelda 2 Redux, whatever it's called, will really cheese the game if you use everything. I selected like three things from this ROM hack. One of them was that if you get a game over in a dungeon, it takes you to the start of a dungeon. And that actually happens in the Grand Palace naturally on the normal game because of the fact that they had built the Grand Palace into the second disc. So yeah, so just by sheer quirk and the programming all just came over onto the cartridges that we got over here. But yeah, if you died in the Grand Palace, the programming would take you to the start of the Grand Palace. Full health, full magic, full lives. Without having to walk all the way back from Princess Zelda. And the next day I find out you only restart the Great Palace if you continue. Turning the game off and later reloading your save game always sends you back to a sleeping Princess Zelda. And I end up having to do Death Valley again. I think a lot of people looked upon this as being like a, a final like well done from the programmers of the game. You don't have to navigate through Death Valley again to get back here. But no, it wasn't. It was just a quirk of the fact that they'd just taken up slightly too much memory and had to use a second slot. Sloppy disk for the Grand Palace. Yeah, nice little fact for you there. Now, the one nice thing that the developers did is if you die in the Great Palace, it is the only place in the game where instead of getting transported back to the North Palace where you started the game, it just takes you back to the start of the Great Palace. So I think what Patrick and I ended up doing on our playthrough for the pod is we pretty much died immediately because I think we only had maybe one life left. So we actually died so that way we would restart. Uh, you still lose your XP, but again, we had no need for XP. And then we just made our way through with the three lives uh, and starting with full magic and full health. So then I, I, we're finally here. I've arrived at the Grand Palace, the final palace. There's some kind of strange force field here. I can't get into the palace. It's like an instant death if you touch it. So what the hell's going on? Lo and behold, I check my, uh, my inventory. I have one orb slash crystal, whatever you want to call it, that I have not placed at a palace. What the actual f- ah! how, did I, how did I pull this off? But let's say you've done all that. 
you've managed to get through the Valley of Death, and you get to enter into the Great Palace. Now, if you had stumbled your way here earlier, which you easily could have done, because finding the hidden palace uh, and finding the hidden village of Kasutu is kind of difficult. So you may have actually found this as you were going through here. Well, if you would have done that without having set all of the crystals, you would have uh, just died as soon as you walked in. So there's like this laser gate. Um, and if you ran into it, it instantly kills you. Uh, so after thinking about it, I think what must have happened is I didn't... At some point, I didn't place an orb in a palace because I knew that when you place an orb at the palace, you get an automatic level up. And so I was saving that for an easy level up later when the, you have to get more points to level up. Except for I didn't. I maxed out anyway without ever using that technique. And there's a palace out there somewhere that I haven't been to and closed out. Jesus Christ. After I fought my way, blood, sweat, and tears to Death Valley. I could not believe it. So we've arrived at the Great Palace. And since we've placed all the crystals, the force field is removed and we may enter. I'd also like to point out that this is a great music track. Uh, ooh, I made it, I think. I, I've passed the second cave. I see a palace directly in front of me, in front in like a cross-shaped clearing. Holy fuck. Oh god, I don't die here. So I leave the palace. I get a game over intentionally to be taken back to uh, Zelda's palace. And then I'm like, I have no idea what palace I didn't do. I, I didn't make a note. Nobody else knows. I asked in the Discord. So I'm like, okay, I guess I just have to check every damn palace. Yeah, it's pretty cool. When you get to the Grand Palace, there's this like weird DNA effect going on. As you go up to it, they all disappear. And I think if you get to there without having finished one of the palaces, so considering you have to get past the spider, so you'd have to have done all the first palaces on the first continent, just thinking this through, to get the raft. Then you'd definitely have had to done the fourth palace to get the boots, to get to the fifth palace, to get to the bong, to get past the spider so in theory you could have gone to the palace you could have got to the grand palace without having gone to the sixth palace and if you did that it wouldn't open up because there'll still be these buzzy lines in front of you. but thankfully we've done all our jobs we're descending into the grand palace happy as larry knowing nothing is going to get in our way so i go you know i start at palace one honestly and palace one is still on the map and from my understanding uh, the, if you get the item and place the orb, the palaces disappear off the map. So I'm like, wow, did I really not complete Palace 1? So we're at Maywood Way through the palace. Everything is like, I'm just slashing through enemies. Like, they, this is so easy. I can't believe this is ever hard. I know we're leveled up to hell now, but... Um, and then I get to the end room, and the boss is still here. If you guys remember, it's like the horse head guy. He dies in two slashes from a level 8 weapon, by the way. So somehow, not only did I not place the orb in Palace 1, but I think I didn't even complete Palace 1. What was I doing? I don't understand. Bad, Pascot. Usually Pascot helps me out, not this time. What is this music? The palette here is all black and terrifying. There's like an energy barrier. It is exploded because we got all the, the orbies, I think. Oh, all right. Elevator downwards into the Grand Palace. All right, so with that out of the way, it's back through Death Valley again. Luckily, I knew I had a strategy this time. I went and got through it much easier. The first time I got to Palace, the Grand Palace with like no health and no magic, basically, which was bad. Palace one, Death Valley, uh, Grand Palace. So finally time to start exploring the dungeon. But anyway, 
built into my rom hack. It would have doesn't matter which palace I'm in. I went inside and I took the nearest death I could, <laughs> just so I could start again with four lives. And then I properly descended down into the depths of the Grand Palace. This palace is much larger than any other palaces. The developers must have intentionally saved a lot of the tile map space on the ROM for this final dungeon. I think I have two lives still. I can I can make it. I can I can do this without game overing. And oh great, yep, invisible floors. Yep. That's what we need right now is invisible floors. There are many dead end paths with no palace item or need to collect keys. It's solely for the purpose of frustrating the player and wearing down health and magic resources with burping griffins and sword slinging predators. Okay, uh, yeah, fake uh, floors, pitfalls, uh, which do not look like they're pitfalls. Classic Palace 6. What, what is the deal with these blue blob things? They haven't uh, had a problem the entire game, and I think they gave them like 4,000 extra hit points um, in this section. Uh, because I have a level 8 attack and they just took like 6 hits each, so that's good. That sounds like a reasonable thing to do. When I got to the last dungeon, I, you know, I'd been using those advantages. I got here and I thought, you know what, I should try and play it straight. So I went into the dungeon, headed to the left, and I found a room where I was able to farm some uh, magic. There was a couple blue blobby guys that I could kill pretty easily, pretty safely. And so I decided, you know what, I, I haven't died yet because I cheated to get here. I'm going to sit here and farm magic until I can heal myself back to full health and then farm magic again until I have full magic. And I'm gonna set out through this dungeon and try not to use save states or the rewind feature in this dungeon at all. Oh no, okay, I died. One more life. <laughs> Alright, here we are. Alright, so the invisible floor, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, you pretty much have to have shield on full time, which, you know, would have been it would have been nice if uh, shield would last more than one floor segment. Um, but we are finally made it to the second elevator. So you know, that's good. And oh my god. <clears throat> this place is a mazy maze of maziness. Of amazing, 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 amazing. And there's actually two ways to get down to the boss floor. Okay? There's a whole left section and a whole right section. And there's even a huge pit that you can fall through, which will cut out a lot of the dungeon. <laughs> but um But that's not where well, that's not what well, that's not what the Grand Palace is about. I'm feeling pretty confident. What the f there's little I don't even know these guys are, little snake lizard dragons shooting fireballs at me. Okay, I'm just going to use the jump spell to bypass all these guys. The rest of this palace, and we're going to try and make our way from kind of like the top left to the bottom right is the is the path that you end up taking. It 
essentially throws every single thing at you that you've seen in every other dungeon, plus these new bad guys. So I'm making my way down, going through these corridors. There's things in the way. And sometimes I'm like, yep, yeah, I can do this. Other times I'm like, screw it, fairy, take me away. You know, I fairy my way out. As we get into the Great Palace, I want to talk about two new enemies we encounter in here. The first is a jumping bird or griffin that burps up fireballs. If you run under the fireballs, they somehow slide on the floor towards you, pinning you between them and the burping griffin. I haven't found a way to get past these without taking a bit of damage. There's a... what the fuck? It's like a griffin shooting fireballs? Holy shit. He takes a thousand hits to kill? I don't know why we have the flying skulls from Castlevania in here, but that's what they are. Oh, these they shoot fireballs, just like Castlevania. Oh, oh, Birdo, flaming Birdo guy. Yep, yeah, that sucks. Okay, yep, we're not going to touch him. And we've hit a brick wall. Yep. Okay, great. Glad I wasted all that time. And I died. Of course, as soon as you get started, you're going to hit a new enemy, which is a Fotail. And these guys just take a lot of hits to kill. And the fire that they spit out actually moves towards them. And plus, they're kind of bouncy boys. Uh, they're not the bounciest boys in this palace, but they are certainly bouncy boys. I like fighting these fire-breathing griffin guys because they like shoot fire just over you. So it kind of makes you want to stay in close to them and keep on whacking them. It's kind of fun. We have uh, one link. All right, so we're back in the palace here. We have all our magic and all our life, so that's good. We should be able to do this on one life. Oh, the fire, uh, after the Birdo guy shoots fire at you, uh, the fireballs, um, home in on you. So that's good. That seems like a fair thing. So there's the first new enemy. There's like this red rat bird statue thing that spits fire that follows you, and that's unholy and cursed. Okay, let's try left. Oh, good. More Birdos with flames. Uh, we're just gonna try right. Let's to the right. Uh, more Birdos with flames. Right, we're just oh my god the homing fire is just freaking castlevania skull god damn it there's a new enemy down here that looks like some sort of weird crow with its like wings above its head breathing out fire brawls almost like a hammer bro i took care of him pretty easy he was fine the other enemy is like the blue dark nuts if they could jump they move fast and are a blur on the screen. They look like the Predator, and they pursue Link just as viciously, slinging sword, lasers, and leaping atop him. And then, and then I'm walking through the corridor. I'm in a low, low corridor. I'm coming out the other side, and far into the screen, slowly transitioning in. I see a red darkness. I think, Dah, you ain't got nothing on me, darkness. I know how to take care of you. And then the dark nut starts to move. And it doesn't move like a normal dark nut. It jumps. And it jumps at speed. And it's like really, really quick. And it's and it's 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 attacking me. It's jumping and it's attacking me and it's killing me. It's and I'm dead within seconds. 2.5 HP is a what the fuck? It's like bird knight shooting daggers later, nerd. I don't wanna fight you. I mentioned the faux tail. You also get the red facas and the blue facas. And these things are, they're the bounciest boys you've ever seen. 
They're jumping all around. They're throwing their swords at you. We ended up, for the most part, just casting jump and just running away from them. Especially if you are fully leveled up and you don't need the XP, we really didn't find much of a reason to fight kind of anything. We just wanted to get through this as fast as possible. The, the Grand Palace is like mostly pretty normal, pretty standard stuff for the palaces, except for there is a new enemy. I looked it up, they're called Fakas. They should have been called Fakas. Oh god, this one, it's, it's a bird guy with a knife. I got to healing, running. Gosh, ah. Holy crap. I mean, they just throw these monsters at you, and I guess... I guess, the, the, you know, they've been sealed in the Great Palace for so long, I don't know what they've been doing. They're training on each other. I don't know where he gets that infinite number of knives, either. And back I go. I walk into the room again. I'm thinking, okay, they can jump now. Why? Why can they jump? And I go in again. And I face this thing. Thinking, I'm gonna get you. And I'm dead. I'm dead in seconds. It's death. This thing is death incarnate. It's, it's a beast. It's, it's unbeatable. It's terrifying. Okay, two bird boys shooting daggers at me in a tiny hallway. Uh, later, idiots. I don't want to face you either. No, don't kill me. Success. As I mentioned earlier, there is the red Faka and the blue Faka. Well, you end up getting into the blue Faka, and this room is terrifying. So this guy is chasing you. He can jump super high. His blades all go through the rocks. And then what you have to do is you have to chop away at the blocks as he is chasing you and guaranteed he will find his way no matter how you end up chopping the blocks and think that you're smarter than him you're not smarter than him and he will get you and that will be a sad day for you and i'm sorry that you had to deal with that and they're like dark nuts kind of except they jump they can f***ing jump what's up with that i'll tell you what it's not unfair it's annoying but it's not unfair i um okay yep ah more god all right the birdo guys are unfair Take that back. They are unfair. So next time, I come in. I put my I put my shield spell on. I put the I put the jump spell on. I've got my heal spell ready, and and I'm trying to get it. And I have a good go, and we, we have a little bit of back and forth, and then suddenly it finds a weak point, and it kills me. It kills me again. It's just it keeps killing me. These bird knights are so powerful. Bill, Bill warned us about this, and apparently the, the Falcas, luckily, they, there's only like a three or four of them in the whole dungeon, unless you go around slashing statues hoping for red potions, but damn, that enemy is tough. I don't think I, I think I killed one once intentionally, because it was in my way, and I had it like backed up against a wall, but if not for that, like, I usually employed the strategy to, you know, run, run from them, jump over them and keep going, which can be difficult because sometimes they put blocks in your way. I got blue slimes, okay, oh god, it's a blue... The blue birdo thing with a knife? What the f Oh, God. Oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna... I'm gonna die. We are officially out of links. And there... It lies dead on the floor. The red dark nut. The jumping dark nut of death. 
I have finally slain it. We knew the world would not be the same. A few people laughed. A few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from Hindu scripture. The Bhavag Gita. Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and impress him. Takes on this multi-armed form and says, Now I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. And I continue. Oh fuck, there's a blue one! No! And also they're pretty, they, their run speed is pretty fast, like they, they can catch up with you. It feels like they're hunting you mercilessly when you're <laughs> running from them. Oh my god. You just, you can't face them. You have to run. You just have to run. And when you run, the game knows you're going to run. So it blocks your path. You have to go up these steps. And then there's two breakable block walls going down. But you have to smash through the whole wall to get down and get out into the next section. And it hunts you. It's like Alien and Predator mixed together. It's hunting after you. It comes out at night. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. And, and it just chases you down. It's hunting you. It can smell Link's blood. It has the taste of it. And it's coming after me. Why won't it relent? Why won't it relent? Oh, I found a long elevator. Oh, God. Oh, this mini boss arena? Bunch of horse heads. Bunch of little spiky puff boys. This is a really long hallway with the, the mini boss curtains. Is this... Is this... I'm walking up some pillars. Big, long, huge room. I have, uh... So I got all geared up, ready to go. I continue heading to the left. I venture so far through this dungeon, through so many rooms. I never quite die, but I keep on needing to use up, uh, use my life spell to heal up. And finally, I get to a dead end. Because there's just a wrong way to go in this dungeon and you don't know it's the wrong way until you probably spent half an hour fighting your way through nearly impossible rooms full of enemies. And so then I cheated from there. I saved stated my way and I rewound time through my way through the rest of the dungeon. I pulled up a guide and used that to find my way to the boss room as quickly as possible. And uh, I just wanted to get this thing done. Down this other long, long elevator. Okay, I thought I, thought, I, thought I made it already. I was uh, naive. There's a bunch of rooms with like uh, breakable block pillars with some enemies hiding in them. And I like how you can just use the jump spell to just break the higher ones and bypass all the enemies. That's a, that's a fun little thing. Okay, I have one, one, oh, uh, one Pippa Heart left. An enemy dropped a magic potion, but I walked through the door too quickly. Okay, another big room with some pillars and horse heads. Oh, I have one hit left. No, I have, okay, zero hits left. Game over, return of gaming. What the fuck? I started at the start of the palace? What the- I thought this game was supposed to be hard. This is a, this is the greatest- this is the easiest palace in the game, holy shit, I don't have to do that entire like 15 fucking minute walk back? Hell yes, dude. Good, we've reached the uh... The, what are these things? They're, they're like horse head- I don't know what they are, goat heads? I don't know why they take 7 hits each when I have maximum attack, but sure. 
Oh, okay. So it looks like I just happened to pick a bunch of right paths in a row because uh, this one I've come across is now just a dead end. Um, so you know what? A good thing I made this map. I'm just gonna just kill me a bunch and then I'll come back with three lives and I'll just take the path that I took before and just ah! go the whole way. So I am playing the mod, so at least I get extra magic pots. I can't imagine whoever's playing the... Whoever's playing the original, I mean, God bless you. I did this when I was 10 or whatever. I just, I just don't. I can't imagine. Okay, and the pits are always after the pillar on the floor below. That's where the pitfalls are. Another, another pro tip. I get three or four game overs without ever feeling like I was making progress finding the end. Okay, I'm back where I was. I only lost four pips of health and three and a half pips of magic. This uh, is not so bad so far. Finally, I look up a map online, and boy, am I glad I did. Aside from the many paths to take, the correct path looks like a dead end, hiding a false floor that you need to drop through under breakable blocks. Okay, falling floors in a horse headroom. Not uh, not great, not terrible. I died once, no, no big deal, no big deal, two lives still. Okay, just don't get knocked into lava here. Yeah, you can make it so the horse heads run with you, so you don't even have to dodge them. They're just hanging out. Oh no. Is this a dead end? Oh, I have to find a pitfall, probably. I'm in a room with a bunch of horse heads flying at me, which is causing me to jump over them, and I can see a hallway below me. But if I had to bet, there's a hole in the ground. Nope. There is no hole in the ground. Ah, shoot, dude. Do I have to ferry up, maybe? Maybe I have to ferry up. Oh, that was a waste of magic. Ah, shit. But I can't ferry back across this lava. I don't have any magic left. Ah, shit. I don't think it's in this room, though. Okay, well, whatever. Fuck it, kill me. Into the lava? Not a secret pit. So, oh, more flaming Birdo guys. We'll try the other direction. And the other direction has more flaming Birdo guys. Wow, this room looks just like the other room. I mean, how big is this thing? I'm gonna have to look at the map when I'm done with this. There must be like 50 rooms in this. And this this looks identical too. Wow, they really decided to reuse these assets, huh? One life remains. Okay, this this dead end kind of sucks because it uh, it's a, it makes you use your fairy. There's a bunch of holes like leading upwards here too, but I don't think they do anything. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, game over number two in the palace. Number uh, overall. I got killed by the, the bird knight guys throwing daggers. So we're trying to continue to make our way left to you know top left to down right um there are hidden passageways that you have to figure out that you have to fall through shit so if that was a dead end oh god i'm gonna have to explore all the fucking side paths uh, i also learned the dragon heads that come at come at you in waves you can kill them permanently apparently you know what everyone's talking about like rom hacks that just put you at the start of every palace when you die i want give me a rom hack that puts me back at <laughs> zelda when i die in the the, the grand palace I don't want that, actually. Don't do that. No one no one do that. Alright, I don't know what else to say about the uh, the Grand Palace dungeon itself. I think there's an elevator where there's like some hidden passages that lead to items and enemies and shit. Okay, so far these, all these other paths just have uh, really bad rooms with really hard enemies that just kick the shit out of me. My map, <laughs> my map isn't looking so good. It's just a bunch of squares and arrows, overlapping squares and arrows. I don't know where I am. I believe I get to restart at the Great Palace, even in the original version. I will look that up. Okay, yeah. So, we have five links. There's a pit here. This doesn't look like a death pit. Maybe I fall down this pit? I fell down a pit! I got the pit falling animation. Oh, where the f*** am I now? <laughs> oh, no. 
Okay, so we're trying a, a new way through the, the Great Palace here. Um, we've already ferried our way past most of the stuff. We're just going to keep abusing that uh, as much as we can. And we're back at some room with curtains. Now, I don't know how many rooms have curtains. There, you know, there could be ten rooms of curtains for all I know. But uh, I think this is supposed to make you think like you've reached the end, but really it's just there to piss you off because it is not the end. Okay, we get some snakes. We deal with that with Reflect. Hey, big Blob, Big Blob. I, I recognize you, Big Blob. Oh, I found a red potion. Holy ah! dude. I was at zero mana. This is... Okay, this is the fairy part I got stuck at before, though. Okay, I think... I think I can't go this way. So, I'm just gonna assume that's a dead end. There's still two paths I can go? I think? Okay, whatever. Game over me. Let's start at the start. More blocks to punch. It's like they... It's like they just decided, like, what are all the things that we did in this game? Let's just use everything. But not in a creative way, just sort of in an annoying way. Okay, so you go left, then down, then right, then down, then right, then down, then either right or left, then down. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, another bridge over troubled lava. A fairy! Huh! Oh no! <laughs> There's a fairy in here, uh, but she was standing on a breakable block which you had to dig down to get her, and I, um, I might have broken the block that uh, she was above and I fell into the lava oh well whatever that's one way to get full HP full magic I guess the enemies in this palace might as well just be considered platforming challenges because you're not actually going to fight them this, this, these lava sections are just so unforgiving and again we are going to abuse the power of fairy now we have so many knives oh look a little tricky platforming section where you're supposed to jump before the blocks disintegrate and then oh then you realize you wasted jump because you have to ferry over the lava in the next section hey a link doll all right no no harm no foul it doesn't matter i killed myself trying to get that ferry we're we're back to square one i think i have two lives can i check oh that's my uh magic i just used for no reason i think i i might only have one life after this now so this one and one more, but I, uh, I accidentally used my life spell, so I only have five pips of magic left. There's a couple new enemies, there, uh, more new enemies. There's like a king bubble, which is like one really big bubble, you know, the skulls that float around and damage you, re rebounding off of walls like a DVD screensaver. We also find a king bubble. Um, fortunately, not too hard of a bad guy. And again, we're just trying to get here to the end of it. Well, there's a big, a big angry orb instead of the little skull orbs. This guy's like horns and shit. Dude, that guy looks cool as hell. Holy ah! Shame I just, you know, ran past him like every other enemy in this dungeon. Shortly after falling through the false floor, we encounter the first jump scare in the history of video games. As you walk into the room, a giant blob spawns suddenly out of nowhere and falls on you. Oh, this is the big one. I'm dying. Do you hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. What? There's a big slime! What the fuck? Later, idiot. I don't want to fight you. Hitting the big blob causes the breakup into smaller blobs. Not a difficult enemy, but the sudden appearance and the sheer absurdity of how it looks nearly gives me a heart attack. Oh, we've reached giant blob. Okay, so... Ah, uh, and he, spread, he, he turned into a million other little blobs. They're not worth killing. Why am I killing them? Um, and then there's also 
there's one giant slime, just one big slime monster that just falls from the ceiling in one room. I don't know why they created this. And when you hit it, it splits into like five or six slimes. So when it fell from the ceiling, I just did my upward thrust and immediately ran. I wasn't going to stick around. I'm already maxed out level. don't need the EXP points. And then one of my favorite moments is when there was a uh, giant blob. Um, I'm not really sure. Oh, the giant bot is the name of it. And so you walk into this room and it looks like just a regular room. And then all of a sudden, this giant bot falls down on you. I knew it was coming because I was reading the guide when Patrick was playing. I decided not to tell Patrick. Uh, his reaction was pretty priceless. Oh, we might have done it. Okay, so I've reached the part where there's blocks covering the floor. Now, if you are a veteran of Zelda 2, you will know that this means I have reached the end of the dungeon. There's a hidden fall through under one of these blocks that you could break on the floor that normally you would just walk right over and think, think nothing of. Um, and so I assume that what you did in the past is that you circled around the palace 50 times thinking what the f am I supposed to do um, until you were eventually maybe your memory was jogged and like why are there breakable blocks on the ground? Wow I'm kind of pissed at how awful this dungeon is why don't I just break them all? And then you fall through the floor and realize that the people who made the game were dicks. Wow what the f I found a pit. I found an invisible pit. I was slashing at some horse heads. Oh god, big blob again. This is a different big blob. There's a pit under this breakable bridge. Fuck. But I'm going for it. Breakable bridge. Words are hard. Once you get through there, um, you're going to run across a crumbling bridge. And there is a hole in the middle of the lava. And you have to fall down that hole. And this is how we end up getting down into the last section of the palace. Which is going to take us to the final boss. I finally get through the palace, through the cool winding doors, the elevators, the wall, the false walls containing extra items, and all the, all the, all the jumping, the jumping cuts. Why? Why can they jump? Why would you do that? Why? Why would you make it jump? <laughs> After a couple hours navigating this palace and getting game overs. We finally make it to the, or should I say, a palace boss. I don't know exactly how to describe this boss. It looks like a floating winged mummy demon thing that rains fireballs down on Link. I don't know where I am, dude. I fell, I've fallen down two pits, two hidden pits, one non like a uh, bunch of pillars in this. Wait, hold on. There's a podium here? <gasps> a boss meter? What the fuck is this guy? I can't, how do I hurt him? He's shooting fireballs at me? He looks like a, like a fucking Giger monster, kind of. He has wings and shit. I don't know how to hurt him. I'm gonna die. I don't 
what spells? Fire spell? Do I have enough magic for it? I do. It doesn't do anything. <sighs> okay, whatever. One more life. We'll just, we'll just kill him in this one go. Uh, then you get to the final boss. It's the Thunderbird. Which, by the way, if I didn't know this thing was called the Thunderbird, I would not have thought that that was a bird. I don't know what it looks like. It, it's some, some kind of unholy abomination thing. I hope this is the boss and not the mini boss. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. It's invincible until you cast thunder, and then it can only take damage by striking it in the head. You pretty much need to use the jump spell to do that, or you'd have to wait for it to take a low swing at you. Okay, here we go. Okay, we'll throw on shield. Reflect? Spell? Does spell do something on this guy? Uh, reflect? He's not shooting like sound waves. We'll try spell? Spell didn't do anything. Okay. He doesn't do a lot of damage, at least. But uh, maybe I have to find an item here to hurt him? Not unlike the Palace 5 boss, I needed to extensively abuse save states to get past this boss. Eight-year-old me, who did this without emulator save states, was a better man than I on this day. Oh, fuck, I'm in a game over. Wait, you know what? I just had a horrible thought. Uh, you remember the town of Kasuto? There was a there was a dude there, right? Like, he didn't teach us any magic after we beat the other palace, did he? No, there's no way. Come to find out, the thunder spell, you need that to make the Thunderbird vulnerable. Otherwise, it's invincible. So I go to use thunder spell, give the uh, the Thunderbird some, some new holes. I don't have the thunder spell. What has happened? Where is the thunder spell? I know I did it. How in the world did this happen? So what I, I assumed that when you, I got that game over, I must have lost the spell, which I didn't know was a thing that could happen. But then the, the boys in the Discord were telling me, no, that's not the case. So I have no fucking ah! clue what happened. Uh, oh god. Oh no. I w- Okay, so. Oh no. I can either. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me finish up my map. Okay, that was a dead end. And I think that was a dead end, but I fell down two pits here. When the boss fight was fine, you used that new spell you got, and then you just jump around and you hit it in the face. Just like everything in Zelda 2, you just jump around and hit it in the face. And then you beat it. And hey, you beat the game. So, oh, fuck. Do I think there's a spell here? Or do I think I missed something? Do I have to walk? Okay. But if I game over on the walk back, I'll just go back to Zelda. And then I'll just have to do the walk forward one more time. Oh my god. No, there's no way I missed another spell. Hold on. I'm gonna... We'll, we'll clear out all the dead ends here. No. Because you don't... You didn't learn any spells in the other palaces. You know what? That's the faster check. We're gonna go back. We're... <laughs> this game, dude. But then after I'm thinking about it, what I think must have happened, remember me? Remember I said put a pin in this? It comes into play here. I think while I was exploring old Casudo, I must have died. And when I died, I must have reloaded an old save point to go back in and finish exploring old Casudo. Except for I didn't stop in the old man's uh, house this time, so I didn't get the thunder spell. Okay. Okay, we're going to go back. Do I just want to? Do I just want to game over? I think I just want to game over. Yeah, that's faster. And we'll we'll walk back from Zelda, despite being in the Grand Palace. We'll we'll go back to Old Cassito. We'll see if uh, old guy there has anything to say to us. Here we go again. I just reloaded an older save. I lost all my progress to the Grand Palace. Went and got Thunder Spell. And guess fuck ah! what? I got to go through Death Valley again. All the bridges, all the Lizalfos traps, all the caves, all the Moas. And then make my way through the Grand Palace again. Luckily, the Grand Palace was a lot easier now that I kind of knew more what I was doing and what to expect. But god damn, I felt like like I'm, I'm cursed. Zelda 2 is cursed. I'm not meant to finish this game. 
Okay, back in Casuto, I can see the little f***ing <laughs> flying eyeball guys here. Was this was this where I met the old man who told me to go find that town which didn't f***ing <laughs> exist? Let's see. Yeah, this looks like an old man basement if I've ever seen one. I can give you most powerful magic. We got the thunder. They use 64 magic. What the? F <laughs> we got the thunder spell. Anyway, we eventually get back to the Thunderbird. I use thunder on it. It's pretty a pretty formidable foe. I thought like I almost died. You got to use the jump spell, and I had I put shield on as well. You got to like jump and slash it at its face, kind of. But it's really easy to take damage in the process because it's kind of just tossing fireballs everywhere. Uh, okay, okay. At least I didn't explore the last whatever ten percent of the fucking palace I haven't explored yet. Uh, but why couldn't he just give me that the first time I was here? I guess like I should have known because he's a wizard guy, and wizard guys they always give you magic, and he didn't give us magic, so he must have like he was just waiting. He was waiting for us to prove our worth. An asshole. I fell in the water. Whatever. Okay, hold on. Enemy on screen. Thunder spell activated. Oh, he just fucking died. He used up half of my magic meter, but he's fucking died. Well, you know what? Actually, game over me. Whatever. We'll come back with a clean slate. And and I reach. I finally reach the end. <clears throat> I finally get to the last boss. And I can't hit the thing. I can't hit it. I'm supposed. To, I'm supposed to cast thunder. To reveal its face and turn it blue. Is this the final fuck you from this game? To have a weird mechanic like that at the very, very end. There's one more big fuck you coming from this game. But that was not it. Alright, final the final run to the final palace, because maybe the thunder spell will just instant kill that mini boss. Or final boss? It's not Ganon. Okay, back at the palace, thunder in tow. You'd think the first time after uh, missing a spell and making it to the final boss of a palace, I would have made sure I didn't do it a second time. But, uh, you know, you know, you know how it is. So I'm currently trying to fight this giant griffing thing that's floating through the sky, trying to think it's some sort of cool boss from a Castlevania game shoved into a Zelda game and it's flying around but I'm wise to it I've realized if I cast a reflect spell the weird fire things it fires out won't hurt me and then it was just the boss fight I don't have enough magic to cast my thunder spell I hope I have another life after this hello you weird dude come and kill me okay I do have one life okay one life to kill this guy sight read this fucking thing Okay, first of all, we'll cast shield. And then please, God, let this do something. He has a face! What the fuck? I should cast jump too, maybe? He doesn't do any damage. I do a lot of damage. This can't be the, the last boss. Actually, he does He does a lot of damage. I lied. Oh, no. He's shooting out so many fireballs. Oh, shit. Okay. I see how it is. So I've got my reflex spell on. I've got my shield. This thing's doing bugger all damage to me. I've still only got all sevens across the board. I've got seven attack, seven defense, seven magic. And I'm slapping away at this thing. And eventually I get one good dick slap to the face and it dies. It dies in a pang of fire and hell. Okay, let's walk through the entirety of this fucking palace again. For, I don't know, hopefully the last time. Okay, just gotta stay under him. His, he doesn't have a hitbox, it's just the fireballs. Oh god, there's so many fireballs. Okay, I have enough to cast life once. Oh, please cast life once. I don't have enough to cast life once. Okay, well, uh, there goes that try. And I really hope that someone did not get the, the thunder magic before they came here. 
Oh god, this walk through the palace is it's so long. At least I don't have to do the walk back from Zelda and then the walk through the palace, I guess. Oh god damn it, I was like two hits away. You know what? Okay, next time I get down there, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try reflect. Because you can't kill it unless you have the thunder magic. And you can't get the thunder magic unless you talk to the old man in the empty town. And the old man doesn't give you shit unless you find every frigging po uh, magic pot. And if you don't know that going into this, you might think, yeah, you know, I got all my hearts or whatever. I got plenty of hearts. I got like four magic, you know, I think there's four magic pots. And you might say, I got three. That gives me seven. That's plenty, you know. The old man didn't give me a spell, but so far, I mean, how useful have the spells really been recently, right? Other than, you know, all of them. Maybe you just think, you know what, I'm going to forge on. And you go through this son of a bitch palace, and you get to the firebird, and you know what you do? You die. Because you can't kill it without thunder magic. Yep. This is wonderful. Oh, okay, here we go. Two lives, almost full magic. Oh, the f ah! goddamn blob landed on me and son of a bitch. <laughs> One day I'll remember that guy. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try Reflect this time. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. If it doesn't, whatever. The first life is a throwaway life anyway, usually. Oh, it, it works! They just- the fireballs don't do any damage. Oh, what? Except for when they do? Maybe I was hitting them with my shield? Oh, no, I killed it, whatever. F*** ah! it, I don't care. Um, the battle's not too difficult once you cast Thunder Magic on it. I think you can actually use fire to do- to hit it while it's, you know, moving around. So the boss of this dungeon is Thunderbird. And what I knew going into this, and again, how Patrick and I played with the guide, we really were trying just to help the other person if they were going to get really lost. But for the most part, we were trying to experience the game as closely as possible to the original way you would have played it outside of save, space, save states and rewinds. So I didn't let him know for a very long time that he had to use thunder in order to make the boss vulnerable. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, that boss... I got a key. That boss was harder than any other boss in the game so far. Like, by by a significant amount. Uh, but now, we carry on forwards. So when he first comes in, he's invincible and he's red. And then once you cast Thunder, he turns blue. You can see his face. And then you essentially have to jump and slash at his face. And he takes quite a few hits. I think he ends up taking somewhere between five and seven hits. Um, and of course you can't use the up or the downward thrust. So you have to get him right in the, the money maker. God, a blue jumping fuck nut would have been harder. But damn it game, I'm finally getting to the end of this. I'm gonna walk through with my stone and I'm gonna claim that fucking trifle of courage right now. Luckily I got him, I think on my second try. It wasn't too, too bad. Except for I knew that this wasn't it. I knew that there was one more boss immediately after this. And uh, I was like out of magic and health once again. I was like, so then I go to the Discord again. I'm like, guys, does it, do you happen to get healed between the Thunderbird and Dark Link? And they're like, nope. The interesting thing about beating this boss is recently I listened to Play Along Podcast's first season where they played through Ocarina of Time. And uh, in their first season, they mentioned that 
Shapolink in the Water Temple of Ocarina of Time is a reuse of uh, the boss from uh, Zelda 2. And so they kind of spoiled for me what the unboss was going to be. But then I fought the unboss, and it wasn't Shadow Link. And I was like, maybe I misheard. Maybe they misremembered. Because here's an old man, and he's clearly saying it's the end of the game. Oh no, Shadow Link appears out of nowhere. For all the difficulty and intensity of a final boss fight this fight had, we have one more boss to take down in the next room. A hunchbacked old man guarding the Triforce casts a spell that causes Link's shadow to separate from him and attack. You have to beat Link's Shadow, which has all the same moves you have. What's, what's this little weird creature doing with the trifles? Hang on. Something's coming out of me. Oh, oh, Shadow Link. I forgot about Shadow Link. <laughs> so, so I took the I took the L. I just went in there and kill, got killed. So there's like an old man who's protecting the Triforce here. I don't know why this old man is protecting the Triforce or who why he's in charge of it. I don't. I don't never remember the Triforce having a guardian like this before. So that's it. So once you kill him, um, you end up getting to what ZeldaDungeon.net titles one last challenge. So you end up walking into the final room, and you can see that the Triforce Keeper is there. He has the Triforce of Courage, but before he gives it to you, your shadow pops out of you and you have to duel with dark link let's try to fight this douche and see what actually happens okay and he seems to know my every move before i make it so that's good uh, i haven't hit him yet yeah no jump attacks don't work okay yep i'm gonna die so i'm gonna crouch in the corner now and hold down my turbo button yep oh, he's just walking into it yep there he goes yep yeah yeah i'm not fighting you He's thinking about it. He like walks back and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll do, no, no, nope, nope. Come on, just keep walking into my sword. Yep, so dumb. Yep, this is the only way. I stopped paying attention to the screen. I'm actually reading something on, a, on my phone. Uh, oh, damn, he walked into it enough times. So, that's how you beat Zelda 2. Oh my God. Ah, ah, ick, wah. Oh, I got a hit! Yes, got a hit, got a hit. Ah, no, no, I'm dead. And that's pretty much what happened for the first four fights. <laughs> oh, the Triforce! There's a dude! He vanished. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's all purple. Uh, my shadow popped out. Oh, God, it's Shadow Link! What the fuck? Oh, no, dude. No, 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 no. No, I can't. <laughs> fuck off! So I try and find Shadow Link. I jump around. I, I do Kylie's strategy of jump and down and stab and jump and down and stab, jump and down and stab, jump and down and stab. I can't hit him a single time. I die. <laughs> I I really did give this a go. And I think I've mentioned in previous episodes that I did I have witnessed a speed run of this game uh, many, many moons ago. And I I know there's a way to cheese Shadow Link. And I know I wanted to give it a good go. Try it again. Die. Didn't hit him once. I will go on the record stating that if the Dark Link fight mechanics were more reasonable, this is a top-tier Zelda game. It's still one of my favorite Zelda games. But I think at the having done everything you've done, you've gotten through the Great Palace, which is very difficult, you've killed Thunderbird, and then you get to this fight. If this fight felt like a 
solid fair duel, maybe like a hard iron knuckle or a hard blue faka, I think it would go down as a, being a really terrific final fight. I think, unfortunately, because it's so difficult to land a hit, it doesn't seem like there is a, an intelligible way to tackle this. But he summons one last challenge for you, and of course it's Dark Link, which is, by the way, the first canon appearance of Dark Link in the series. So Zelda 2 gave us at least one thing that persisted throughout the series. Although, have we seen Dark Link since Ocarina? Oh, it, it's in Twilight in like a, a, pat, like a flashback thing, isn't it, Twilight Princess? Anyway. I, I beat the last boss fair and square. I managed to negotiate by running like a small child from a, from a rabid dog from all the jumping nuts in this final dungeon. Um, but no, Shadow Link, I tried four times. Fight me, idiot. Oh god. Okay, corner strats. Sit in the corner and mash the attack button? He can't hit me because my shield's down. Oh my god, it's working. Come on, idiot. He can't jump over me. Oh, it's like the fucking Grand Wizard boss. He's so dumb. Come on, one more hit. <laughs> Man, Zelda 2 is so easy, dude. What an easy game. This game's for children and babies. Luckily, I remember there's a cheap way to win this fight. I back up all the way to the left side of the screen, crouch down, and mash the attack button. Shadow Link only hits me once when he jumps on top of me, but rarely crouches to block my low sword strikes. Uh, and so what you end up doing, or at least what we ended up doing, is we just cheesed it. So we just went down into one of the corners and just kind of stabbed him over and over again. I decided, I like cheese. I like cheese a lot. So I got out my best bit of cheddar, cut myself off a slice, sat in the corner, and I poked Link, poked Shadow Link in the ankles until he died. So I look it up, and Zelda Dungeons walkthroughs, like there's two strategies you can use here. One is cheap, which is if you stand in the corner, he can't hurt you. And I was like, cool Zelda Dungeon, I've read enough. And I stood in the corner and I stabbed Shadow Link until he died. And then I beat Zelda too. So I tried to fight Dark Link legitimately at first. That wasn't doing it. I could like not, land. I landed like one hit. The only way I could figure out how to do damage to him is like when he jumps at you to slash at him while he's in the air. That's the only time I managed to land a hit. So then I went and employed like a more cheese strategy. If you stand up against the wall and just thrust endlessly, he kind of just walks into your sword over and over. So the fight's kind of broken. Uh, yeah, second try for me. The battle is quickly over and I am rewarded with a Triforce for beating the old wizard's challenge. And so I finally come to the stage where some little elf guy shows up and he disappears and my shadow comes out. Now, there are two ways that you can do this fight. The wrong way is to actually try to fight him. If you guys are unaware of this, there's a bug in the coding for Shadow Link. And that is if you go and sit in the left corner of the screen and crouch and just spam attack, he will eventually just walk into you enough times for you to beat him. Am I proud of myself? Yes. Yes, I am. Because I've now completed Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. Kind of an anticlimactic way to uh, to finish up the the game. Um, in all honesty, um, after such a challenging, you know, difficult game um, throughout the whole thing, and then to have this kind of like last final duel, uh, it would be interesting to kind of hear what other people thought about this, and if anybody was able to, you know, figure out how to beat him um, consistently without cheesing. 
uh, I'd, be, I'd be really interested to know. So you can hit me up if you need that. So Darkling goes down. You return to the North Palace. You wake up Zelda with the Triforce. She says something generic like Princess Toadstool E from the end of Mario 1. Thank you, Link. You're a hero. You saved Hyrule. And that's it. The curtain lowers, and it looks like they embrace behind the curtains. I don't know what they're doing back there, but I, I don't think it's PG. It's the little guy. He has the Triforce on his head. We picked it up over our heads. Uh, Zelda, you're sleeping. I'm, we're back here. I, I haven't died. Oh, we, I have all three pieces of the Triforce, I guess? Oh, and Zelda wakes up. You saved Hyrule. Of course I did. And you are a real hero. That's wonderful. It's just a magical moment. She's awake. Oh, her head is like half as big as Link's giant head. You saved Hyrule. And you are a real hero. And the curtains close. We return to a sleeping Zelda, hold up the three Triforces, and break the spell, keeping her asleep. She thanks Link for saving her. The curtain drops, and the credits roll. So once we grab the Triforce of Courage, we then head back to the North Palace, and we hold all three parts of the Triforce aloft. Princess Zelda awakens and lets us know that we have saved Hyrule and are a real hero. Oh, and they, oh, we don't see their heads behind the curtain, but maybe they're kissing? Maybe? Maybe they got a little smooch going on? And now I get a lovely scene where I finally go back and I raise up the Triforce of Courage and awaken Princess Zelda from her slumber. And she's happy to see me. The curtain comes down. They lean in for a kiss. And then I assume Link just smashes her was in. Because, damn it, after what he's been through, he needs some retribution. <laughs> I feel sorry for Zelda. <laughs> oh, poor Zelda. She ain't gonna walk right for a week. Curtain comes down. Their embrace gets closer. Anyway. Okay, I, I feel kind of bad uh, cheesing the final boss, I guess. But, you know, whatever. Here's all the two. Get it. Cheese me. I cheese it. But, yeah. So then the credits roll. And it's like, thank you for playing. And it says something really weird. What was it? It's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, and that's the wrap on Zelda 2. Oh, I hope my final comments about Zelda don't come across as too horrible. Oh, it's just just this game. Oh, this game. It's over. It's done. I finally, finally beaten the Zelda 2. Did I save state? Yes. I think I saved state maybe even like Palace 3 or something. But yes, I tried not to as much as possible. But I got through the game. I got to the end. And I'm a happy, happy boy. I had beaten... One of the hardest games I think I've ever had the displeasure of playing. <laughs> this game was terrible. Uh, this is the worst game in the Zelda franchise. It's 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 worse than Spirit Tracks, and I hate Spirit Tracks. It's it's a game that has a lot of interesting ideas, 
but it's just broken by terrible, terrible mechanics. Like, you can't play it. The combat is completely unsatisfying. And that's the adventure of Link. Um, I ended up rating this um, um, in the probably the A tier of Zelda games. So not quite S tier, uh, certainly an A tier game. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun playing the entirety of it. Oh, okay, final thoughts as the credits are rolling for me. We're seeing all these directors and producers and designers. Um, I don't think... I don't think Zelda 2 is a good game. I don't think it's very good at all. I think it has the bones. I think it has the possibility, like, if it had, I don't know, more time in the oven, perhaps, like, it could have been something really cool. Because, like, I think, for the most part, the core, like, combat is fine. Like, it's okay. Some of the enemies feel fun to fight, like the uh, the boomerang guys, the skeletons. Uh, even those, the, the bird knights would have been fun if they weren't such f***ing assholes. Uh, but like the exploration stuff is horrible. It feels like every time you're like, oh, I have to go to a new place. It's just you're like, oh, no, I really, really don't want to because there are all these random encounters and I don't know where I'm going to have to go and I have to solve these like weird puzzles that don't have any hints and figure out these solutions that aren't hinted at anywhere in the game. And like, I don't know. Um, overall, this game is not bad. I mean, this is complicated. I'm going to need a second to compose myself. I'm glad this is over. I, what, I almost quit twice. I made it to the end. I'm glad to have it under my belt. Zelda 2 has been finished. Nah, I don't want to be too hard on the game. Zelda 2 was fun. There was parts of the game that were very, very fun. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some people struggled against the Dark Nuts like I did. Other people found them easy. Other people struggled against other enemies that I didn't particularly struggle against. Some people struggled against bosses that I found easy, and then I found other bosses hard and they didn't. This game just seems to be like, there's lots of different, people will obviously have lots of different play styles. I am very much, hit it as much as possible until it dies. I very rarely think of defense. And having watched some speed runs of this game, defense is important. So, I, overall I'd rate this game as uh, pretty difficult. Um, certainly the last stages are bordering on unfair, uh, mostly the enemies with the, the homing fireballs and the 3,000 daggers from the birds that can leap 10 stories in the air. And, um, you know, to be honest, I mostly ferried by most of the, most of the end here, so. It's not a good game, and it's kind of hurtful because... There's the makings of a good game in here. There's just like some really poor uh, choices with the gameplay. Yeah, what are the three core tenets of Zelda? It's like combat, exploration, puzzle solving. Combat's fine. Exploration, I hate going to new places in this game. It just feels bad because they are all assholes. Uh, puzzle solving, fine sometimes. Sometimes the puzzles are just f***ing horrible. The overworld stuff I actually like quite a bit. I think it's a very cool way to make the world of Zelda, which was already expansive in the first game, feel even more expansive. Um, getting into random battles from the overworld is cool. The different cities you can visit is cool. I really think even the dungeon design is pretty cool. Like the way you play through the 2D dungeons I, on, on a side-scrolling plane, I think that all works really, really well. It's just the fact that the combat is ridiculously hard. That is the one thing that keeps Zelda 2 from working. 
And it's a shame because I think as a piece of the Zelda franchise, this game is pretty cool. I don't subscribe to the idea that there is a unifying timeline in Zelda games. I know that Nintendo has announced that there's one. I always look at it as, it's the legend of Zelda. It's legends. It's all just retellings of stories. There's not a timeline. But if there is a timeline, Zelda 2 is kind of an essential part of it because there are, if you subscribe to a timeline theory, there are cities in Zelda 2 that are named after the sages in Ocarina of Time. And that's awesome realistically in the real world went the other way around but still it's a cool concept and it's just this is a game that that people can't experience uh because because the game sucks it's a bad video game patrick and i definitely have very different views of this game and you can uh hear kind of our our final thoughts uh on our on our last podcast um where we when we finished up this uh, game in season one uh patrick hated it uh i really liked it um and uh and yeah so i would i would definitely encourage anybody who um who wants to play it i think if you have the switch if you're someone who really enjoys a challenge and and you understand that dying is part of the adventure and is part of the game mechanics, um, then I think you should just play the regular version. So again, this would be for for you folks out there that you know enjoy you know the Souls franchise and enjoy those kind of games where where dying is part of it. Uh, I would highly encourage you to do that. Listeners, should you play Zelda too? Uh, if you are a big Zelda fan, I would say no, because Zelda games are generally designed very well. Uh, Zelda 2 is designed to make you hate yourself. I'd say, you know, you should play it. I think everyone should play this game, um, especially those who like screaming at their uh, televisions. Like, There's some legitimately bad game design moments in here. I'll never get over, I think it was Palace 3, the two blue dart nuts in that little hallway that's too high to like even jump over them. I'll never forget that. Uh, good job to everyone who finished. So don't be put off. You, you may play this game and it may be for you. You may play this game and you may want to cry and whimper in fear of what lies jumping at you in the palace, in the Grand Palace, because that is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Uh, general video gamers, should you play Zelda 2? No, I don't think so. Play some NES throwback games. Play, I don't know, fucking Shovel Knight or something, maybe? Play some, like, Contra Lakes? Um, and then, like, a lot of goddammit moments. Like, how are you supposed to know to go to this one tile on the map that's not marked in any way? What was that? Like, the, the Bagu Air saga? If you just want to experience uh, the game for uh, what it is, to get into the mechanics and to just see what a video game was like in the late 80s and kind of how people thought about it i would play the special edition which the only difference you still start at the north palace you still have to do everything you just start at level eight um with every with all of your health your magic and your attack so that really makes the start of the game a lot easier I think by the time Patrick and I were at Palace 4 or 5, we were pretty close to being level 8. So it doesn't make the end of the game any easier, but it certainly makes that first part. Uh, There are some pretty nasty difficulty spikes, um, and having full life and full magic and full attack is just going to make that a bit easier for you. Now, is it the hardest thing I've ever done in a video game? No. Okay? If you want to do something that's almost impossible in a video game, then 
fire up your Turbo Graphics 16 because I know you've all got them. <laughs> That's a console, by the way. <laughs> yes, it was the it was a 16-bit console. It was out with the SNES and the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis. So, everyone, take out your Turbo Graphics, fire it up, dust off your little cart. It actually, the carts were actually look like what um, Nintendo Switch carts look like today. So they've only just caught up Nintendo. <laughs> to, to the to the supremeness of the Turbo Graphics 16, and put in Final Lap Twin. Okay, there's a little it's, it's a racing game, but there's a mini R, there's an RPG mini game in there, which is about 10 hours or so long. And it, it's interesting, it's a strange game, but the final boss of that game is just impossible. If you think you're a hardcore gamer and you think you're pretty snazz because you've beaten Zelda 2 and you think you're pretty hardcore and you didn't have a problem with the dying fuck jumping fuck nuts in the Grand Palace jumping around everywhere then I suggest that you take on Alan Pros in Final Lap Twin yeah and we'll see what you're made of we'll see how higher we'll see how hard your bollocks are yeah yeah Alan will destroy you that's all I'm going to say oh something I just thought of while I was listening to the end credits um Koji Kondo didn't score this. It was uh, Akito Nak- Nakatsuka. You know, you can kind of tell because I was, when I was listening to the end there, um, it didn't really sound like Koji Kondo. But some of these songs are really good. This temple themes, Great Palace theme, the opening theme. I like I like a lot of these. Um, I, there's a couple of others too in there, just like you know, invisible walls that you're not warned about, and it, it's just like so fucking hard. It's so hard. I know some people don't say it's not that hard. It's hard for me, okay? Hardcore classic gamers. Do you play Zelda 2? Like, I don't know. Not really. It's kind of like just you're going to have a guide open the whole time and it's not going to be any fun. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sour on this game. I think like the first 25% is pretty good. And then it, there's like fits and spurts where it is. It's fun to play. Uh, but yeah, there is much of it where it is not fun to play and you are just walking back from Zelda to go do something you've done 30 times but have to redo because you fell into a pit of lava because something just bumped you into it. But yeah, don't play Zelda 2. It's a piece, piece of shit. I mean it. Don't play it. Unless you're a masochist like me. Okay. I'm not really a Zelda purist, but... I like the fact that like with the Link's Awakening remake on the Switch, they didn't really change anything. I think that's pretty cool. They just made it look modern, but they kept the gameplay the way it was. Zelda 2 is a game that I would love to see a remake of, where somebody really remade it from the ground up to function as a functional, playable video game. Because I want to like this game. There's so many great ideas here, it just doesn't work. Uh- I'd say soundtrack, 8 out of 10, game, gameplay, oof, it's tough, uh, 6 out of 10, story uh, is go save the princess, um, so, yeah. Hey, but I've had a lot of fun, this has been a really, really good experience, it's been very fun putting it together, it's taken me over a year of episodes to get this out. Uh, and that's mostly me. I'm just useless when it comes to editing stuff. I love creating content, but producing and editing, pff, it takes me a while. Uh, but yes, I hope you've all enjoyed it. I hope, you've enjoyed, I hope you've enjoyed it a lot. And if you are transitioning over to the Super Switch Club, um, good luck, Eric. I'm going to leave this in your hands. <laughs> no, no, I will, I will help Eric out as much as I possibly can. 
So in the end, I would definitely encourage anyone who um, to play this game. I think you'd really have a lot of fun. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't have like it's not. I'm being kind of harsh on it, but like just because of the pedigree of the games that surround it, like Zelda 2 isn't horrible. It is just an NES game that isn't very good. I don't have any. I don't have any good outro closing thoughts ish because I know. I know there's some people who like this game and are like, oh yeah, it deserves to you know sit with the rest of the Zelda games. And I'm not even like a Zelda guy that much. Like I like Wind Waker a lot, but like this is this just feels like a not great NES platformer with like annoying as f- puzzles. But yeah, this has been really, really fun. And too many people to thank because some people have dropped in and out. Some people have just done one episode here and there. But you've all been amazing. Thanks to all the podcasters who have joined in with this project. And you're all going to be eligible to help me pick the next game for the Super Switch Club. So I hope you look forward to that. And for you listening, like I say, this will be changing off of Bill's JRPG trappings and other adventures feeds. And this is going over to the Super Switch Club feed, which you can find on all good podcasting apps, or simply go to www.probablywork.com, where you can find both my podcast and the Super Switch Club, and Podcasters Assemble, which greatly inspired this show. Bill, thank you for putting this all together. I was glad to be a part of it. I'm glad it's over. And uh, depending on what the next game is, I'm assuming I'll probably join in on that too. So long for now, Super Switch Club. Till we meet again to play some other god-awful, difficult old Nintendo game. Uh, And this has been your co-host, Ben, from the Hyrule Podcasters. Anyway, Scott out. Thanks, you guys. Uh, Catch you next time. Yeah, Zelda 2. <laughs> I'm excited for the next game because uh, it will be fun, maybe? I hope. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, Bill, for editing. And also, Eric, I don't know if you're doing the editing yet, but thank you for, for putting together the new feed. Zelda 2, the advent- adventure of Link crossed off the f***ing list. What's, what's next? I don't know. Only time will tell. Goodbye. Anyway, I hope you've all enjoyed it. I certainly have. And if you have played long and beaten Zelda 2, then you've done well, my friends. You've done well. Anyway, I've been Bill. This has been one hell of a trapping. (laughs) I'll see you all next time. Big love to you all. Bill, it's Troy. Uh, I'm recording an extra thing after the fact. I'm in the car, I'm driving, but I forgot the most important thing about The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure Link, the end of it. Bill, at the very end of it, it says, it says, press start to play again. (laughs) No, no.
<laughs> Fuck you, game. Hello everybody, and yes, it's me, I'm still here, I'm still talking, the episode is still going on. <laughs> but don't worry, I've got some good news. I'm here to announce the winner of the next game for the Super Switch Club. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, Bill, how do you decide these games? Or you may be sitting there thinking, oh my god, when's he going to stop talking and just start playing the next game? But, yes, <laughs> I'll let you guys know. So, because we started off with an NES game for the Nintendo Entertainment System with Zelda 2, we decided we'd work our way through the consoles that are available on the Nintendo Online service. So currently, we have the NES, the SNES, the uh, Sega Genesis, or Mega Drive, if you're from Europe, and uh, the Nintendo 64 systems on there. So we decided we'll take it one system at a time. So the next system is going to be for the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And so what we decided was that, uh, what well, I decided, <laughs> while I'm still in charge, <laughs> not for much longer, don't worry folks. <laughs> what I decided was everybody who contributed, even if it was only for one episode, were eligible to nominate a game from the SNES library on the Nintendo Switch Online service. And that's what they did. So the nominated games were Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, Breath of Fire 2, Kirby's Superstar, Super Ghost and Ghouls, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Star Fox, Super Valis 4, and Donkey Kong Country. And we put these uh, to the bracket. We, we made a bracket out of these games and we put them on the Super Switch Club Twitter. So if you want to get involved with the next game when, we, when it comes time to actually vote and nominate on it, if you want to nominate, you have to submit audio for the current season. So if you submitted audio for Zelda 2, that doesn't make you eligible for the next vote unless you play the next game. So we put these all these games together in a big bracket and then we put the bracket on Twitter. And here's how it went. So the first uh, the first round was Yoshi's Island versus Super Metroid, which actually ended up in a draw. Go figure, eh? <laughs> so I put them through into the next round to face uh, Breath of Fire 2, which was one of our seeded games. Uh, and uh, yeah, Breath of Fire 2 won that uh, freeway that we had. <laughs> Uh, so next up was uh, Kirby Superstar versus Super Ghouls uh, and Ghosts, and Super Ghouls and Ghosts won. And I have to say, Super Ghouls and Ghosts was a favourite choice amongst the nominators, so the people who submitted for Zelda 2. Don't know why, but we all decided, yeah, let's play this really hard-ass game. Uh, next bracket was Kirby, Kirby's Dreamland 3 versus Star Fox, and Star Fox was the winner of that one. And then I was very upset about this, Super Valis 4 versus Donkey Kong Country. Uh, I was the person who put forward Super Valis 4. There we go. I'm putting it out there. That's what I did. And Super Valis 4, with about an hour to go, was winning. And then Eric, who had voted for Donkey Kong Country, uh, decided to uh, get onto Twitter and campaign his arsehole. So I'd gone, I was working, I'd looked at my phone, it was in the Super Valis 4 was in the clear lead. I was like, oh man, I can't believe it's going to win. Come back an hour later, bloody it's lost. I'm going to get you, Eric. I'm going to get you back. 
so yeah, so in the next round, we uh, went on to Breath of Fire 2 versus Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And Breath of Fire 2 won by Mark Miles. I don't know, don't know what happened here, but Breath of Fire 2 in these two votes just got absolutely hammered on Twitter. Everyone was voting Breath of Fire 2. We had like four times more votes than we have listeners to the show. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, and then Donkey Kong Country versus Star Fox. This is where I got my revenge. I campaigned heavily for Star Fox and it beat Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Which led us to a final bracket of Breath of Fire 2 versus Star Fox. So I can finally announce that the next game for the Super Switch Club is going to be... The Super Nintendo Classic Polygonal Space Shooter Star Fox. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> now, Eric, being the amazing, incredible human being that he is, has very much organised out the next season to a T. So the very first episode is going to be about the Star Fox instruction manual, in the same way we did with Zelda 2, and the actual tutorial. So the game apparently opens up with a tutorial. I know nothing about this game. Uh, so you can submit audio for the instruction manual and tutorial, uh, which is due by March 7th, 22. Uh, then the first episode is going to be about Route 1, which is due by April 4th. The second episode about Route 2, which is due by May 2nd. And the third episode, Route 3, by June 6th. And then we'll start on to the next nominations for the next game. So yeah, apparently there's three routes for this, and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> one for each one. So feel free to go to uh, probablywork.com forward slash super switch club and you can submit audio there. doesn't matter if you're a podcaster or not. Jay, who uh, was on the Legend of Zelda one, and also Frost are not podcasters. They're just big friends of ours from the discords and they just decided that they wanted to get involved. So you can too. So you want to talk about things like your history with the franchise, any trivia that you know, story and characters, stage design, enemies, boss fights, secret slash strategies, and your overall impressions, and also any cool shit you happen to do while you're playing the game. You do a triple polygon or barrel roll, shoot an enemy out of the sky and crash into a meteor in a death of flaming glory, I want to hear about it. So yeah, feel free to get involved guys, 1993 classic game Star Fox. Not the N64 one that everyone actually likes. <laughs> That's going to be our next game for the Super Switch Club. And then, yeah, after that, we'll be playing, we'll be picking a game for the Genesis or uh, Mega Drive, depending on where you live in the world. So, yeah, all exciting stuff coming down the line, folks. Anyway, that's it from me. This is going to be the last time you'll hear this podcast on the Bill's JRPG Trappings uh, feed. It's all going to be Super Switch Club from here on out. All right, guys. This has been Bill. This has been Zelda. Next up is Star Fox. Love you all. You are witnessing a new technology. The first and only game powered by the Super FX Microchip. Why go to the next level when you can go light years beyond? You are Fox McCloud in Starbox, only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. 
Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Hey folks, my name is Brett and I'm one of the hosts of Skeleton House, an audio-only Let's Play podcast where my two friends Jess What is happening? Oh my god! And Steve Even he looks spooked Play through video games and I edit them, add context, and act as your eyeballs. Also, we have a cat. Come check us out at skeletonhouse.budsprout.com or look up Skeleton House on your favorite podcast app. Or your least favorite podcast app. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Yo, this is Corey with The World Is My Burrito podcast, aka Twimby, a personal project where I educate my listeners as I dive into various pop culture topics that alter the world around them, yet somehow fell to the wayside. Do you know who almost single-handedly created the manga industry of today? Which major world event changed the horror film industry as a whole? How did comics affect the world's perception of nuclear energy? Journey with me to learn some random stuff.